Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here back in the chair and a very a rocky, it feels like a very rocky period for Milwaukee Bucks basketball. I, I'm excited to be back on the podcast. For those that don't listen every day, I am the usual host, but I've been dragged away for the last few weeks on, on tennis duties. Who would have thought? I've never covered tennis in my life, but I've been hanging out at the Australian Open and I was talking to... Uh, my co-host today, who I'll bring in in a second, saying that maybe it's been a good time to be stepping away for a little bit because the Bucks are on a four-game losing streak. We haven't said that for a long, long time. We're going to go through that on today's show that is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you are happy at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories? It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. And I, I feel like this is perfect timing to talk about. Are you happy because you win? Because the Bucs aren't winning. Camille Davis, one of my favorite people to talk basketball with in the world, is with me. Camille, what's going on? Not too much. Happy to be here. As you mentioned, it has been a rocky time for the Bucks. So ready to break down what's been going on, how we feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been super strange. And I think in a lot of respects, we have been really fortunate, particularly during the regular season, to never really have to have these conversations for any game or any period over the last two years. So when you do lose four in a row and it's on the back of uh, some rocky play earlier in the season as well, you start to ask the questions, well, okay, well, what does this mean? We're in a weird regular season. Is this team average? Is this team uh, coming off a six-game road trip and they were really struggling towards the end? Are they simply missing one of their best players? Which, yes, the answer is yes. With Drew Holiday currently out of the team, so there's a lot of factors that come into this. I, I guess the, the easy question or the simple question for you would be right off the bat is, uh, where's your panic level right now with the Bucks? In terms of not are they going to be a good team, because I know that there's a lot of exaggeration out there, but this team is still going to be good. They're still going to be one of the top seeds in the East, but we're talking championship contention here. Where's your panic level? It's pretty low at this point. Uh, over this four-game losing skid, the only game that really bothered me was the loss to the Thunder. I felt like that was a bad loss. They did not look like they were ready to play that whole time, and I get that that was the last game of a six-game road trip. They were tired, but the Thunder didn't even have S- or SGA on its like that, that game should have been a gimme even without Drew Holiday. They just didn't have the effort. They didn't have the hustle in that game, and that was disappointing, but the loss to Phoenix, one-point loss. You, I live with the last shot. That doesn't bother me at all. I like to see Giannis taking those types of shots, so that's okay with me. Then they lost to Utah, which Utah's a buzzsaw right now. That <laughs> <laughs> They are playing really, really good basketball. And, again, without Drew Holiday. The Thunder loss, which I mentioned was a bad one. I can't – there's nothing for me to say. Like, that was a bad loss. That was one of those games where afterwards I said, okay, I'm just – 
going to close Twitter out and I am just going to look forward to them coming home. And then they came home, played Toronto, up and down type of game. Uh, Giannis really took off in the second half, but no one else really seemed to take off with him in that second half. And another L. I see them working through things. I'm not too panicked. It's just really funny to me because, you know, we've had such great regular seasons under Bud now. So we've had these two great regular seasons, and then we come into this one, and we're still figuring it out. We're making changes. We're doing things here, and people are very, very upset. But it's interesting because the narrative has been the regular season doesn't matter, and now the regular season matters. So it, it's 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 really weird in that regard, but – I'm just glad that they're working things out. They're trying new things. They're using this time to experiment, to get ready for the playoffs because they know that they need to be playing their best ball, not right now in the regular season, but in a few months when, when you do lose four in a row or you lose four games, you're going home. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up, particularly at the start, the teams that they have played because it's funny. I, I was kind of in the same boat as you and I believe I was on the pod last week and discussed the fact that, you know, the final shot for Giannis in a game like that in the regular season – at that point, the Bucks were streaking. They'd won five in a row, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. eh, it would have been fun to keep that winning streak going. Wasn't the case, but I probably didn't really care about that loss because Phoenix were on a roll, and as you mentioned, as it currently stands, they've won nine out of their last 11. Uh, the Bucks were within one shot of winning the game without Drew Holiday again against Chris Paul and Devin Booker. A pretty legit guard rotation there. So that game, nothing to be too worried about, despite the fact that it was the Giannis show late in the fourth quarter. I understand that there wasn't an, uh, other players that really stepped up in that game, but Phoenix are red hot. Utah, as you mentioned, nobody can beat Utah right now. And I, I tweeted during that game and said, if I was a Utah fan, I'd be feeling a little bit nervous. And I say that, and uh, Giannis after the game mentioned that they're like us last year. And I was thinking, I mean, it was this period of the regular season last year where the Bucks were just unbeatable. They blew the doors off the Clippers. They destroyed the Lakers. And this is what happens during the regular season because uh, for most teams, this is what happens during the regular season. You have this roller coaster ride because the schedule dictates that there's going to be matches where or games where you are schedule-wise, whatever it may be, at a disadvantage. And I think about the Lakers game last year where the Bucks beat the Lakers. Everyone wanted to draw all these conclusions from that. But deep down, if you really looked at it, the Lakers were on the end of a six-game road trip. And this is why individual matchups can be difficult to take a lot from during the regular season. And to me, the simple thing is the Bucks aren't a team. They are a team that's going to need a lot of luck to win the NBA championship. As is every team outside of the Lakers, though, for me. I mean, there's a bunch of teams that are even there, but it's going to be super competitive. But the Bucks are not a team that can go through the postseason without one of Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, or Giannis. They just can't. If they don't have one of those guys, they aren't going to be competing. So that's why when I look at this four-game losing streak, we're going to talk about Brook Lopez. We're going to talk about the defense. We're going to get into that. And they are, they are legitimate concerns and reasons for worry when it comes to whether the Bucks are going to be able to figure this out. But as it stands right now, this isn't the Bucks team that is going to be hopefully win a championship. They're just not. That's, this is why they went out and traded for Drew Holiday. He's not there right now. I don't know how angry or upset I should be about this right now. It's, it's like you said, the Thunder loss, was, that was really an embarrassing one. That's one that you mm-hmm. don't want to drop. Those are the games that you have to get. The other ones, there's worrying trends, no doubt about it. They're also playing decent teams. You also don't have one of your most important players. Exactly, exactly. And that's one question I keep asking myself is, 
how much can I take away from these games without them having Drew Holiday? And that might sound like an excuse or a crutch, but he is very critical to what they do. Like Chris Middleton, I feel like is taking the biggest brunt from him not being there at this moment, because now he's having to guard certain players that he probably wouldn't have had that matchup for. Dante too is getting put into some positions where if Drew was there, he probably wouldn't be. I mean, even during the Toronto game, watching Forbes trying to guard Laurie was kind of like Laurie literally would just put his shoulder into him a few times. He got an and one that way. And I was just like, wow, that's just bully ball. Like he just, he just pushed Forbes out the way. And there was nothing that he could do about that. Um, the one question that I do have about this Bucks team while watching them without Drew is how many of these bench players are going to be actually playable and good enough for that playoff run? That's the big question I have. I love what I'm seeing from Bobby. I love what I'm seeing from Forbes shooting wise. Uh, he does also work on defense. He might get beat, but he works. That's one thing I did not expect from him coming into the season. I just, thought my scouting report on him was just bad defender, like just negative defender, but at least he works. Like he's going to be in position. He's just, he might get beat from time to time because of size, but he works. And then, you know, Pat high energy, he's up and down. I know how polarizing uh, (laughs) Pat is with, with Bucks Twitter, with Bucks nation. And when I look outside of those three there, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Tori Craig, I don't, still understand quite what's going on with his minutes you would think that his minutes would have gone up given the fact that he played so well in Denver and we still don't have Drew Holiday but I believe his minutes have gone down each game if I remember correctly (laughs) so I I don't understand that trend (laughs) there are certain things that coach Bud does where I'm like I, I don't understand this lineup right now or I don't understand exactly why certain guys aren't getting as much playing time but overall Sometimes I wonder if I'm if I'm being too logical where I'm like, okay, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt where it's not deserved. But I feel like given the signs that we've seen, it is deserved at this point. If we're still having this conversation in a month or so, then I think we can start raising some panic alarms. But at the moment, I, I, I still can't get too stressed out about it. Well, the question marks are real. I think we both agree on that. I mean, this isn't, I'm certainly not someone who's watching these losses and saying, ah, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything. That's, that's not true. I don't think it's time to completely panic, but the question marks are real. And I think that that's fair to, to have that discussion. And certainly that's what they'll be talking about internally. Before I move on, I have to bring up, you mentioned Pat Connaught. And if we're going to talk about positives, that five-minute stretch that he had in that game against Toronto I thought the Bucs were going to win this game by 150 points, and I thought Pat Connaughton <laughs> was going to have 200 points himself. It was the most ridiculous stretch of basketball I've ever seen him play. He was blocking shots. He was hitting threes. He was hitting floating reverses, looking like Michael Jordan. It was the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I've ever seen. So shout out to Pat for that little burst there. Unfortunately, uh, perhaps not surprisingly, he wasn't able to carry it through in the second half, which was a bit of a shame because uh, he had 18 in the first half, finished with 20. I believe his career high is 24. So I was looking, <laughs> I was looking for a career high performance from him. He might have been able to be a, make a late charge in a, a new segment we've got, Camille, that I've got to get you involved with. It's the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. I spoke about this right off the top, but are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Uh, again, very relevant with the Bucks right now. Miklob, Ultra Player of the Week. Who would you have? I feel like it can only be one man. It's only one guy. 
it's number 34. It's, it's, it's Giannis. That's, that's the only guy at this moment who I can in good conscience recommend for, for that award. Four games last week, Giannis averaged a pretty handy 33.5 points, 13.3 rebounds, 7.3 assists, 59.3% from the field, and perhaps the most exciting stat of them all and another reason for positivity for Bucks fans, 77.3% from the free throw line on 11 attempts per game. That's high volume, and he's been knocking them down as well. And hey, Chris Middleton's been missing some free throws lately, so maybe he needs to give him a little bit of advice. But remember, Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success, and you can find that joy and success with Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? We're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks, but what about the rest of sports now? The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. Hosted by the great Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers, it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about Brooke Lopez, Camille. I'm seeing, oh and you know, it's making me very sad. I always get sad, you know, when the, the public opinion seems to turn on a guy. And I will say this, it feels like it's turned on everyone, at least for a stage this year, which is kind of disappointing, honestly. It's like, come on, guys. We don't need to turn on every single one of our own players. But Brook Lopez is certainly the man in the gun right now. And listen, he's 33 years old. When he signed that contract extension, we asked the question, what is the life of this contract going to look? Uh, he has another three or another two seasons after this at around $13 million. So it's, it's a serious contract. And the Bucks, I think, did an incredible job of being able to add Drew Holiday and keep Brooke Lopez uh, uh, through the offseason. I spoke about it a lot. I thought that you were going to have to give up Brooke. I didn't want to have to do that. It's fair to say Brooke Lopez hasn't been at his best this season. He hasn't looked at his best either, particularly defensively. I will push back that he's looking slow. He's always looked slow. Come on, guys. He's always looked slow. That's not, that's not, let's not get ourselves confused there. He's always looked ridiculously slow. Unfortunately, I think the problem this year with Brooke Lopez is that he's finding himself in different spots on the floor. And I know people are tired of hearing about it, but watch Brooke Lopez defend last year and then watch him defend games this season. He's out on the perimeter. He's switching onto guards. And they are taking advantage of Brooke Lopez as they should in those situations. The one thing the Bucs always did defensively with the drop coverage that I know drew the ire of Bucs fans so much, they maximized what Brooke Lopez could do defensively. They limited the amount of floor he had to cover and they allowed him to simply stand in the paint, be the humongous body that he is and use his great timing, whether it is defending or rim protecting. It's changed this year. And unfortunately, he's hurting because of that. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. Brooke, the drop scheme was perfect for him. Like it, it, it just, it works, as you mentioned. And when you're putting him in these other positions, the question becomes okay, if we're going to be doing the switching, then is this the best personnel to be using at the moment? Because you're not putting Brooke in the best position to succeed at that point. So it's, it's kind of like a give and take there. It's, it's a, okay, are we going to be primarily more drop scheme while Brooke's in the game? Are we going to change the way that we actually play because Brooke's in the game? Or are we going to try to get everybody on the same page with all of these new things that we're doing and bring Brooke into that? 
Because if that is the case and we're going to be leaning more towards this new style of play with more switching, we might want to see some more, this might sound weird, more Bobby Portis minutes. We might <laughs> want to see more, more Giannis at the five with, with Bobby being his four and, and seeing them work on that. I was actually a little surprised when Bud mentioned the fact that, you know, he's been proud of Bobby's defensive effort. And that was one thing, that's a sentence I just didn't think I would hear. Not that I haven't seen Bobby improving somewhat over the last few games, but that another one, not the scouting report that I had on uh, on Bobby coming into the season, and he he's he's looked great. He hasn't been great defensively, but his offensive game has been just off the charts. He he can get a bucket. Like Bobby is a bucket, and he's valuable to have on the floor. And I think that if you do move Giannis to the center with Bobby out there with them, you have a little bit more flexibility to, to run those new schemes a little bit cleaner than you do with Brooke Lopez out there. Because as mentioned, the man, he's a mountain. He's a splash mountain. Like mountains big. You don't expect <laughs> him to be quick to be limber. <laughs> like he has his nickname for a reason. And at least Brooke has been doing that. I believe he's shooting like almost 36% from three this season, somewhere around there. So he is improved on that from last season, but the defense has taken a hit for sure. Yeah, mountains are big. Uh, I just want to confirm the point you made there. Mountains <laughs> are definitely big. I, you know, I, I think it's really interesting because coming into the season, you touched on this, Camille. I, I think we looked at the big man rotation and we asked ourselves, well, okay, what are the Bucks actually going to do here? Because Bobby Portis, not sure. Not sure what he's going to bring. We, but we thought we knew what we were going to get from Brook Lopez. Mm-hmm. Now, again... This comes down to the change in role. And if you are doing different things, which the Bucks, I think we all agree, need to do, if a byproduct of that is that you take away the effectiveness of Brook Lopez, who, let's be honest, if you want to give the Bucks credit for anything and Bud credit for anything, this defensive scheme that I know people fr- very frustrated with in the postseason, it hasn't worked. I get that. But the one thing that it did do is take Brook Lopez from a guy that never really got a lot of credit for his defense to a le- legitimately an all-NBA defensive player. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. what he was able to do the last two seasons. So that's why I push back a little bit when I say, is Brook washed as I see that hashtag getting around there? Or is he just in different situations where it really challenges what he's able to physically do? I think it could be more of the latter. I know we have a, a listener, Jake Reitz, and I... I'm sort of, I don't know if he listens every day, but I know he does at least sometimes because he sends through questions um, for mailbags and, and those types of stuff. But just recently, he's been doing some really good video work. I want to shout that out. And just to give an example of something that the Bucks have done with Brook Lopez in trying to counter what other teams are doing. And the reason I, I shout out Jake here is because he did a good video thread of this from the Phoenix game. This might be a little confusing to understand. So make sure you go and check out the video. But the book is out on what the Bucks have done defensively. We know that. So what teams are doing is anytime that the Bucks, uh, anytime Brook Lopez is out on the floor, now they know they're switching a little bit. If they see the Bucks are switching, they'll try and put Brook Lopez in some action, get Chris Paul, Devin Booker, whoever it is, to switch on. So what the Bucks were actually doing, and this is again is is an adjustment. This is the Bucks adjusting and trying to figure out in the regular season how they can keep Brook Lopez on the floor. They were switching off ball to keep Brook Lopez deep in the paint. And Chris Milton was the player on multiple instances who would uh, call the switch off ball, go to Devin Booker, and you know, mm-hmm. to his credit, did a fantastic job of defending some tough shots that Booker made. 
But this is what the Bucs are being forced to do with Brook Lopez on the floor right now. We saw against the Raptors that the Raptors had a super small lineup and Brook just kind of looked out of place out there. So this is the challenge that Milwaukee's going to have moving forward. How playable is Brook Lopez going to be? How effective are you going to be able to utilize him defensively? Because, yeah, it's, it's really disappointing that he used that three-point percentage that we all wanted to come up last year is back exactly where we want it to be in many mm-hmm. respects. He's doing a lot of things we want him to be, but these other teams are really going to be identifying him as a guy that they want to get out on the perimeter and take advantage of. So I think it's more complicated than perhaps it's being made out to be with, with Brook Lopez so far, but the Bucs have got a challenge ahead of them. Yes, they do. They really do. All right. Well, speaking of Brook Lopez, the Bucks took a bet on him a couple of years ago and gave him an extension. But if you are someone that likes getting involved with sports betting, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Uh, Camille, would you ever bet on a reality TV show? If there was a reality TV show that you would bet on, what, what would it be? Oh man, that's a hard one to, to bet on given that it's it's somewhat scripted. Um, yeah, right, right. I know The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is a very popular one to bet on. Okay, I had some friends that used to bet on Survivor, so there you go. Anyway, I'm sure you can find all those shows there, but you can find that and real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the code locked on, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And then head over to rockauto.com, the family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Just write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box and they will know that you came from us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com If you aren't sick of listening to an Aussie on a podcast, then I really highly recommend you jump over to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world by hosted by my friend, Josh Lloyd. Subscribe to the number one fantasy podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. I've spoken a little bit about the fact that perhaps I feel, and again, this is just my feeling, but I feel that this stretch that the Bucs are going through right now and all the significant challenges that they are facing, I just feel really good about the fact that it's happening at the one-third mark of the season because at least we know that the Bucs have problems or they have work to do in regards to trying to win a championship this season. I I just can't help but think back to the previous two regular seasons, and you already touched on it earlier in the show, that uh, you know we all said, what does the regular season mean? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. It's literally there if you're a good team to figure out what you need to figure out, to work on different things, and yes, potentially make a trade. Who knows? This happening before the trade deadline is an excellent thing as well. I don't particularly think the Bucs are going to make a big trade and a big reason for that. 
is Giannis signing the extension. We can get on into that in just a little bit here. But I think the pressure is relieved a little bit. And also, it's just such a strange season. The Bucks, despite all the doom and gloom, are second in the East. And this is the crazy thing about that. They're still in a fantastic position with a huge homestand coming up here and some very, very winnable games. They're in a fantastic position to solidify their spot at the top of the East there. So I don't think that there's any need for panic. But at the same time, having this situation happen and having all these question marks, issues rise to the surface so early in the season. Who cares if everyone on the outside is questioning the Bucs? What does it matter? They did it anyway when the Bucs won 18 straight games. It does not matter. The Bucs have time to figure this out. And I think that that is a positive if you're looking for anything with this team moving forward. I could not agree more. And the other positive is the fact that Giannis signed that extension this <laughs> offseason. That takes, I think, honestly, that takes the most pressure off of my shoulders. Watching this season and knowing that we have Giannis going forward makes it feel different in itself. Like, that in itself was a win. So this season is figuring out this new scheme, what works best, trying to make sure that by playoff time you're playing at the optimal level. You're trying to figure it out. And Giannis's post-game message last night after the Toronto loss was great lost four games, but guess what? We're not going home. Like it's not the playoffs. We still have time to figure it out. Like there, we should not be panicking. It is cool. Like just trust us. We're working through things. We're going to get it. There's talent here. It does not sound like that locker room has any lack of confidence, which is another good sign. So as long as they sound, they're saying the right things and it sounds like it's genuine. I don't have too many problems about that. Like let's keep working it out again. If we're having this conversation, you know, late, late March going into April, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not too sure about our chances in the playoffs this year, but the East is really weird this year. It's really weird. I mean, it's a weird season period, but it's, it's just been a weird season. And if we're going through the slump, as you mentioned, it's nice to be slumping and be number two. So um, I, I just, I just can't get too worried yet. I just keep coming back to that. I, Giannis being here, knowing how much time we have left, the messages that I'm hearing from the team, none of that makes me feel nervous at this point. Yeah, it's funny. I, I did see uh, some fan, a small section of fans. I don't want to label anyone with the, with the wrong brush here. I paint anyone with the wrong brush. But I saw a small section of the fan base on Twitter who was uh, particularly agitated yesterday and said that they're done with the Bucs. They're sick of watching this team. And I looked at the standings and I said, I, actually, I'm just going to call those people out. You need to grow up. Grow up. Honestly, <laughs> we watched this team stink for so long. If you had told me oh gosh. six years ago that the Bucs would be second in the East at any point in the regular season, I might have just fallen on the floor and broke down and started crying. So give me a break with you're done with the team. If you're done with the team, I don't know what. Go, go watch some other sport, honestly. It doesn't matter. That's absolutely ridiculous. This team is fine. It's funny you bring up the attitude, though, because I have at least thought about this a little bit because I, I have seen some question marks from fans, and I think it's totally reasonable that the Bucs at times don't look like they're engaged in the games. The effort level isn't there. Mm-hmm. hearing Giannis say that it's fine, it's cool, it's a regular season. And really, this isn't just, uh, this, this message hasn't come out just at this four-game losing streak. This came out before the regular season started that they said, listen, we've learned. We don't need to win every game in the regular season. This is preparing ourselves for the playoffs. This, they've been saying this consistently from the players to the coaches from the start of the season. So just to clear it up, this isn't some changing message because they're losing. That's why I, I believe in it. But it does bring up the question to me that when I look at this team, 
and think about what they would have done last year at the end of a six-game road trip. I feel like they would have absolutely run themselves into the ground desperately trying to win every single regular season game. I haven't noticed that this year. I do think it's been a change in attitude. We'll see. We'll see whether they can uh, ramp it up as the season goes on. But I do think that this regular season in particular, it just presents far more challenges than we've ever seen before. And again, it's it's... You, you can call it an excuse. You can call it whatever you want. But I'm looking around the NBA and every single day, it gets to the end of the night. I check my NBA app. I look at the scores. I shake my head, throw my, throw my phone on the couch and get on with my day because it's just absurd to see what's going on every single day. You never know who's going to beat who. The Pistons and the Wizards just beat the Celtics on the weekend. That's the third seed in the East. Everyone in the East is losing these weird-ass games right now. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Is it the no crowds? Is it the travel? Is it the fact you're not allowed to have any fun on the road? I don't know. It's very weird, Camille. I just can't bring myself to have a breakdown about it yet. I'll say yet, though. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm the, uh, I wouldn't say the alarm bells are ringing, but I'm just, uh, my ears are, are pricked a little bit just to see what happens over the next month or so. And I think that's very fair. That's very fair. And just to go back to what you mentioned about Bucks fans jumping off the wagon like that that's that's so crazy to me as well I actually purchased a Carlos Delfino like t-shirt <laughs> jersey like nice. <laughs> I've been through the the dark days of Bucks fandom and um look to be in a position to win like I don't want to sound like I'm a participation trophy type of person where it's like I'm just happy yeah, to be yeah. here but I am happy to be here like it was rough it was rough you know the days where you could spend 15 bucks and get a lower level ticket at the Bradley Center, you know, and watch the game. Like, we've, we've come a long way. And as you mentioned, I think the key word is yet. I, w- I want to emphasize that. Yet is the key word. Yeah. I don't think, I don't want anyone to hear our conversation and think that we're just blowing off, every, you know, all the concerns that we've been seeing. But it's just not the time yet to be panicking, in my opinion, as well. Like, it, it's, we're just not there yet. No, I agree with that. And I must say, I, I saw this somewhere as well, and I had to laugh. 250 fans in Fiserv Forum yesterday, disappointing loss for the box. It was just like old times. It was like, uh, it was like pulling on the, the comfortable blanket. No fans in the house and the box sucking. It's just like, it's great. It's like old times. It's taking us back. Where's Scott Skiles? We need to bring him onto the bench. Everyone wants to fire, everyone wants to fire Bud. Maybe we'll bring in Scotty Skiles and he can get this team really working hard. But hey, listen. Considering the circumstances, I haven't had the chance to talk to you too often when the Bucks have been on a losing streak, so I still had fun. And, you know, I, listen, I don't want to just talk about the sponsors too much, but, you know, that said, the Michelob Ultra read is just very fitting today because you, you still got to have fun. you still got to have fun watching mm-hmm. this team. Giannis is here. He signed the extension. Have fun watching the Bucks play basketball. Come on. The window is open as long as we have Giannis. Like, it's, it's open. It's open. All right. Bucks and the Raptors again. And listen, I'll admit this. Losing to the Raptors, I think, at any point, uh, maybe for the rest of our lives, is going to bring some uh, P, uh, what do you call that? Post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it does. I can't even spit it out. That's how, that's how much anxiety I'm feeling from that loss yesterday. But the Bucks will play the Raptors again tomorrow. I believe it's on national TV. So there you go. If you want some hot takes, if the Bucks don't win that one, they're going to be coming in thick and fast. We'll be back. After that game, no, I won't be, but someone will be. Locked on Bucks will be. But I'm back from Monday, full-time Monday to Friday. I'll be back. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's fun anytime I get to come on the show the last few weeks. So I'll be back from Monday. Camille, uh, you'll be, uh, I'll be annoying you at some point to come back on the show. Never an annoyance. Always a pleasure. 
All right, stay safe. Enjoy the Bucks game tomorrow. If you can, and we'll speak to you guys after that.